0: And we're back. Welcome back, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, speaking of time travel (laughs) or being seemingly exactly, but I mean, pretty much the old guard on Netflix. So it is based on a comic series and um, starring Charlize Theron. And uh, Chubutel Edgiofor, I think that's how you pronounce his name. Chibotel I hope it is. Chubutel, There we go. Chubutel Edgiofor. And um, oh, I love him so so much. And I is it introducing her. Kiki Lane. I don't know Kiki Lane very much. Oh, like oh no, Kiki oh Lane that's who she from is. From, so she yeah, was in Beale Street. Could talk. Yep. Oh look at her Good for her I loved her in that movie I actually really enjoyed that movie um, It's still on it my list It made
1: me uh, Because uh, Barry Jenkins Has a habit of destroying my heart So it takes me a minute yep. to get to his
0: movies <laughs> well, It's Barry Jenkins Plus James Baldwin And James Baldwin will Break you in the most beautiful way <laughs> and just have you in your feelings as poetically as possible.
1: Girl, <laughs> so it's just that's like I've been oh. taking my sweet time.
0: Yep, um, it's on Hulu though right now, and yes, so um, and then let's see, uh, let's see, Marwan Kenzari. Oh, he's cute. Marwan, um, Luca Marinelli, Harry Melling, ha, he was funny. He was the villain dude. Then um, Veronica. Is it go? Is it no? NGO? How would you pronounce that? No. What? Well, she played Queen, which the way they spelled that name had me dying. I was like, "Y'all I don't
1: just felt that."
0: Because then some people called her Quinn, and I was like, "No, her name is Queen." <laughs> <I thought laughs> I'm calling the Queen.
1: It's Queen, Lord Jesus. Well, a couple of people said Queen. I know Q U Y N start out, folks, by telling you something. I hate this movie so
0: much. <laughs> I was like, just as is it gonna like it or hate it. Terrible. Um, okay, so yes. this
1: movie is absolutely terrible. Now
0: what I will say is and I have no- extremely predictable from Jump Street when the dude rode up on her on the bike. I was like, "Oh, you a bad dude. <laughs> like, I already know you're going to do something. I don't know what it was, but I was like, nah, you ain't one to watch So., <laughs> like, I'm not messing with you. And so, yeah, when he ended up being the trader, but okay, so yes, actually, you take us through this Jess, so that we will <laughs> we'll go through it.
1: Oh, okay. I will take you <laughs> right through it. All right. First off, let me just say this. Gina Prince Blythewood is a sister and she's working in Hollywood mm-hmm. and I support, yeah, 100%. and I always want to support black Queens doing their thing in this business. So keep on keeping on sis. However, <laughs> I understand she's trying to develop range. She's trying to develop range. And I understand that a lot of directors don't want to get pigeonholed and stuck into doing one thing, but Looking through her filmography, Sis is only good at romantic comedies <laughs> or in dramas. Like this is not her wheelhouse. <laughs> like I, I appreciate the try. I'm glad Netflix gave you an opportunity. That and you know that's another thing. This movie had a budget of seven dollars. Right. <laughs> like, I'm I used
0: to it, win, though. Like, I'm gonna- I-
1: Funded it well. like all <laughs> the movie, all the money went to Charlize. It all went to Charlie's and you know it. All the, the whole yes, budget, half the budget was Charlize's paycheck. And 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 that's not me being funny. That's honest to God being real. Because all these yeah. actors have these huge paydays, and they want these huge paychecks, and so they end up taking a majority of, of the, the budget, budget for the film. And yep. It's just fucking outrageous. Like, you wouldn't believe how much they had to pay Robert Downey Jr. the whole time he was in the MCU. It just got crazy yes. to where he became a part of the goddamn budget. So, like, and and when actors do that, when they all looking for a payday, you sometimes you make the movie suffer. If you don't have a very creative director who can pinch pennies and work miracles, the movie can suffer. And this is one of those movies that did. It, like, it, it looked cheaply shot because it was cheaply shot. Um,
0: See, so that, that was actually, an issue
1: I had with I'm it.
0: I'm going to disagree slightly because I thought that I definitely think that it uh-huh. was on a budget. But I think for the mm. amount of locations that they had for the sets that they had and for the um, practical effects that they had to kind of weave into with whatever the special effects were going to be. I thought they made very good use of that. I don't think it was something like, because oh, well, you know what it is. So, I'm watching Orphan Black now. And they have this whole season that's set in this... Oh, um, that show is so or, good. I love Orphan Black. so good. But um, they have the set that's set in, like, the desert in this fort kind of base. But when I tell you this piece is the right. set from from Blythe Highs, Oklahoma. (laughs) And you can see like a wood board (laughs) with a temple weed to the And got up on the the to do her monologue. You know, I was like, it was better than that. So I think that I think where it may (laughs) have one thing they did like about it, but I think it didn't it may not have translated well. You mentioned that she is really adept at doing romantic comedies. And she's done, like, Love and Basketball and, you know, that kind of thing. And right. so
1: Beyond the light this disappearing movie... She did The Secret Life of Bees, right. which is a whole nother rant. Yeah.
0: Well, so... The, right, exactly. But I think that this movie is not an action movie. It really is... A drama and it really kind of is its own it's it's kind of on that line of like a romantic drama but it's presented as an action film so apparently this isn't a trilogy but within these these trilogies because of the amount of time all of these relationships are all interspersed. So it's really a show about, or it's really a series about these relationships more than it is about this conceit of them mm. being immortal. That's kind of the backdrop. And so I feel like maybe that probably just didn't translate translated I as well. See, I
1: disagree. I, oh, huh. Right, I, I, I mean, I'm, I have to disagree because I don't necessarily see mm-hmm. that. Honestly, watching this movie, what I saw was Vampire Avengers. That's what this <laughs> movie is. It's, it's, it is it's Vampire Avengers. Chuatel Edgio Force, which is Copley. It's just Nick Fury. Yeah. Um, like it's in the most. And, and, I, and the two most interesting things that happened in the whole movie we did not spend enough time on. One was the very ending, and the other was a flashback. The flashback. Well, that's because has, it's um, um, Queen or Quinn, however you want to pronounce her. Name.
0: That's movie two. I, so yeah, I, I know so yeah so it's part people. of the series. Yeah. I don't know. But I know what you mean. No, yeah, I, I said that, that too. Up,
1: right. Because
0: I was like, why? Didn't yeah. we, I was like, like that was amazing. I, why didn't we learn more about that? And then they're like, oh, because they're putting it, and, which is such a big risk to take. And it's something that I don't know is entirely exactly, worth it.
1: Exactly
0: go ahead go ahead see and all these movies do it and
1: it i'm sorry um all these movies do it now like they set up for a sequel like hey you know this you come back for more story but you can't do that if the first story is garbage and that and that goes back to my um low budget comment where i Mm -hmm. felt the movie was at its um very low budget aspect was the uh, Flashback scenes where they're supposed to be In battle and they're fighting And it's like They try that to make it look like money. it's 50 guys But it's 10 and that's That <laughs> really
0: like,
1: When they, they flash back nuts, to Charlize on that, on that horse and her and that I girl We
0: get two horses
1: Yes they so many <laughs> <nuts> At all <laughs> Like That's the part where I was but like either- Oh damn Charlize took the money
0: but that also goes back to your um, comment about her being not as experienced a director when it comes to action. Because I really feel like those scenes were shot later and they right. were spliced in. I think someone had to tell them, "Hey, if you're if we're going to keep talking about her fighting in these wars, we need to show her fighting in these wars." And I'm like, "But did you? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you probably could have." It with something else.
1: Exactly. <laughs>
0: Because the thing about her...
1: Yeah, there was only... Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Um... Like I said, the, the the two aspects of the films that I thought were interesting was Quinn's death, um, because when I really thought about, it, I was like, that has got to that be a
0: hor- torturous uh, death, horrifying,
1: right? And it's horrifying, and she can't necessarily die, so she dies, wakes up, drowns again, dies, wakes up, drowns again. I'm like, that is the worst thing I have ever heard. It's fascinating. We should have stuck with that, or I wanted but for more 50 of that. Years. And the other no, thing what,
0: that I thought was, was some insane amount of time that she had been doing that yeah really didn't quite understand nice. was so uh kiki what's her name not kiki uh kiki, kiki oh, okay am. no um she was having dreams and she was like i dreamt about her and so i was like i thought that they only dream that was yeah because i said oh because at the end she's alive and well well quote unquote but i'm like Mm -hmm. were you so did you just get out after she dreamt about you or have you been out like how long did it take for you to actually get out or is that why they couldn't find you because you'd already escaped and then if that's the case then all of y'all dream about each other in order to find each other so how come no one was dreaming about her it was just that was a part of it that was really left with a big old question mark to me
1: exactly and then there's all these and because the rules aren't established and they want you to come back for the second and third movie right. to figure out the rules and see how they play out it's it's kind of annoying and the second thing that i thought was really fascinating too was when uh i forgot his name his character's name but i think his real name is matthias or mathis or something like that uh, um, was, it, it was tony sorry, let me look at this
0: who is Matthias. <laughs> uh,
1: who played Sebastian?
0: Mathias. Uh, Booker. Um, he was Booker.
1: Booker. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. The uh, character of Booker, what, um, when he betrayed them, which was totally uh, like predictable, but yeah. um, the punishment of his betrayal to me was amazing because when you mm-hmm. think about it, um, there is no one else on the planet like him except for these people and that he he (laughs) betrayed them and their punishment to him is like now you were alone for the next hundred years don't contact Mm -hmm. us don't email me don't don't slide in my dms (laughs) don't do nothing we like we will meet you back here in a hundred years and so he has to spend a hundred years like he's already miserable that he can't die or he doesn't know when he's going to when his time is up um, but he has to kind of pretty much roam the earth for the next hundred years alone. And so when we see him again, he's drunk still- off his ass because he's depressed and miserable that he lost his
0: family. Exactly. That's amazing to me. And that's why I'm like, I would love I think to that's see a great story him. Because especially if they still have that connection, so they know where he is, and he knows where they are, he just can't go to them, and they, you know, they won't accept him. Right. And I thought it was actually a really cute detail where she's like, "Yeah, the the new girl, she wanted to let you off with an apology, <laughs> you know." And he was like, "He's like, yeah." yeah. I, got the price <laughs> I thought that was cute, but um, um, the other thing that was
1: cute. that
0: was a little bit frustrating is. They're like, oh, we're immortal until we're not, and I'm just like, why? And then I said, has nobody tried to cut off someone's head? Like, what happens if you chop up someone's head? <laughs> like, do you grow that, another head? <laughs> like, what? That was legit. <laughs> my, That's the only one question. That was
1: legit. One of my thoughts when they were fighting, I was like. Has nobody tried to cut y'all head off? Because I'm pretty sure it's not like Deadpool when it grows back. Like, so I'm just kind of like, y'all could die. Y'all can die. I'm pretty sure. Y'all just haven't been like the bad guys haven't been smart enough to work in that. Like, maybe we should cut their
0: heads off. And you're just like, nope. We're just going to keep that special
1: effects scene. But that special effects scene where you see um, Booker's character kind of knit his body back together after being hit with like um, uh, a tear gas explosion was really, really good. Mm -hmm. Um, That was uh, clearly uh, a quarter of the budget. Right! (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, other than the plot of it being Vampire Avengers, my other main issue with this is everybody was Terrible except for Chiwetel Ejiofor no. Everybody was oh, so, like, so
0: good I,
1: Like the, Charlize, Wait
0: I think Charlize, Charlize did Charlize great
1: rarely No she was terrible She was great she was like, It's like somebody She is rarely bad at her job She you is always she very good You know what it was, was
0: Terrible she way. gave the performance that she wanted to give an Eon Flux and didn't. So this was ba- her Androma key was basically <laughs> Eon Flux part. D- yeah. Hold
1: on, girl, because I have, I have Eon yeah! Flux. And atomic blonde in my <laughs> notes because this is exactly what this is. She gave the exact performance <laughs> she gave an eon flux and atomic blonde in this movie. And I saw atomic blonde, so I, oh. I did pay for it. I saw it on HBO and <laughs> I watched it and I was like, okay, yes, this wasn't good. However, I stayed to the end because I was. The action was good. That's what kept mm-hmm. me in the story. And James McAvoy being the shit in it was fantastic. I right. love him. I love um, him, even though he's been doing a lot of terrible movies lately. But I love did him. Did you see him in um, the and- Re
0: Reversioning or whatever? It's on uh, National Theater was playing it. Um, he did Cyrano de Bergerac, and uh, it was amazing. Oh, I
1: would love to see that. Where yeah, is we that? saw it, some- is it on PBS or something?
0: Um I it's prob I think National Theater is actually doing screenings online now because we saw it when it was in theaters ooh. and it was like a whole thing it was pretty awesome so I was like ooh yes Yes, sir. <laughs> so I okay. would definitely check that out, especially if you. He's so cute. He's so just but, tiny. He is. Like a, said, he's. Like he is three and a half feet tall, but walks like he's six two, and I love him.
1: <laughs> oh, James McAvoy! I don't think I ever realized how short he was until he started doing like until Jessica Chastain started playing his love interest in every movie, and i was yes! like, is she? wearing heels and then it wasn't until I saw like a picture of them at a premiere or something I was like oh boo-boo is short boo-boo uh, yeah. is 5'5 yep. Yep. I was like oh my poor baby mm-hmm. he's, yeah. he's he like he, like, he said makes me the perfect
0: height for pleasure fit me in your pocket <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> okay Jamie alright Jimmy alright sir
1: <laughs> I, but yes I love some James McAvoy and I see everything he does even though it's garbage. Therefore, I saw Atomic Blonde. But he was great in it and Charlize uh, her action scenes were fantastic. Um, she has this really long extended fight scene in it that looks mm-hmm. brutal and it's amazing. And I think it's, um, it's oh, that, either that, that no one thing or about Charlize. or something like
0: that. Yeah, Charlize will put in time at the gym. Mama was fit and yes. you could tell, she she's getting up there a little bit you could see it a little bit in her face but she was still mm-hmm. kicking butt taking names flipping over people jumping off the ground in one take <laughs> she didn't have to get up on one right. knee then the other knee and then up to one foot and the other foot right. she was like i'm up i'm here i'm ready to so I, I to give it to her for that.
1: <laughs> I will never deny that she isn't a fantastic action movie star. I think she's probably the best female yeah. action movie star that we have. I know mm. at one point Angelina Jolie tried to be that, and everybody was like, "Nah, boo-boo, salt was not it." You know, you know <laughs> who's trying to trying
0: to. Question though is uh, Kate, Kate Beckinsale. She got her her little. uh what? Yeah, she's trying to do it mama's in there she's doing some all these like crazy action movies i'm like sis you are close to 60. i need you to calm down and she's like nope <laughs> so i'm like okay
1: the only thing Make i can it. think of is underworld and underworld no and like, just I'm, after I'm underworld sure she, she did a few more percent of the movie <laughs>
0: like, ah! so, she was trying to uh, pay out that divorce is what she was okay. going <laughs>
1: I will forever be entertained by the fact that her and Michael Sheen used to be together and like their messiness right. throughout the they whole world. They got a baby together, franchise. don't they? Like, it is entertaining. Well, she was married well, to the director. Because, okay.
0: She was married to the director who was Wild.
1: No, 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 no. She was married to Michael no, Sheen. No, no, she no. Cheated on no, she were married.
0: no. She was married to Les Wiseman. That's the divorce she was trying to get out. Then she never got married to Michael Sheen. They were together. They had a long-term relationship, but she never married him. But she was married to Len Wiseman. Oh girl. And it was messy because <laughs> that was part of like the no, whole no, 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 drama. Like, Here, wait, no, I'm the, it Okay, so the drama that I
1: understand Okay, for the drama that I understood happened was that Michael Sheen and her split up and it was bad because she had cheated on him with the director. And he was supposed to come back for one of the Underworld sequels, which he did. However, one of his stipulations is that bitch better not be upset ah. and it can't be directed <laughs> by this fool. And so they made those concessions.
0: For him.
1: Um, and that is also the okay, reason we put the off of children. Because
0: Okay, Ooh. what is it? Oh, wait, no, wait, go ahead, finish that sentence.
1: Yeah. Put, okay, and that's also what put him off of children because I remember when he was with Rachel McAdams, she wanted to get married and have kids, yes. and he was just like, nah, tried that, didn't work out, and they broke up. And the same thing happened with Sarah Silverman. So, like, Ooh. I think I saw, I either saw a Reddit interview or something with Sarah Silverman because I really liked Michael Sheen and Sarah Silverman and, together like, a I, lot. So, when they broke up, I was like, oh, yeah. hang out I like them together, but supposedly the rumor is that they had no plans to have children and they had no plans to get married. However, they did talk about it. And Sarah was just kind of like, I don't know if I want children. And Michael was flat out, like well, I don't. And she goes, well, I'm not that definitive in my answer. And he goes, well, then I guess we just got to break up. And that's what happened. Yeah.
0: All right. Whatever happened with her so, and Jimmy? Do we know that story? I-
1: I don't care. I hated them together. Uh,
0: I didn't mind it.
1: <laughs> I was never, I, and I was, I, I honestly was never a fan of Jimmy Kimmel. I was gonna Sarah say Kimmel separately either. Until, until I wasn't a fan of Sarah Silverman's for a yeah. very long time, and a lot of that had to do with the fact that she came across to me as one of those girls who she felt likes like to she tell trash
0: weird. jokes yeah. about black people in order to be relevant she was part yeah. of that whole thing well,
1: not necessarily. yeah so she was part of that whole class of like really crude uh comedians who told who who said really shitty things and i felt like well, she like female comedians to a specifically
0: kind of to get up exactly yeah. like, yep
1: She wanted to be in this boys club and like, you know, being a female, when you see other females act like that, you can spot that shit right away. You're just like, you don't believe this. This shit is fake. You're just doing this because you are surrounded by these dudes and you don't want to be that girl to them and they're, and you're making friends with them and they're helping you with your career. And I think once she reached a certain point in her career where, um, I I saw an interview with her where she was just talking about she doesn't want to do that type of comedy anymore cuz she realized yes. she's hurting people. And I was like, "No, you always knew that. You always knew that. You just used it to your advantage to kind of get where you are and now you're dropping it." Exactly. But, um but I but I wasn't a fan of hers until she stopped doing exactly. that kind of type of comedy. Exactly. Exact same. Yep. And once yeah. And once Louis C.K., who I know she's very close to or was, got busted on sexual harassment charges. I was like, all right, girl, come on, pull through, be a hero. And she was. She gave this and really she did. beautiful speech on her like her little short show. And she was just kind of like, I love this guy. He's been my friend for forever, but I have to let him go because he did this. And I was like, that was the right thing to do. Honestly, yeah. So I didn't really care for her. Yeah, I honestly didn't really care for her till she stopped doing that type of comedy. And the same thing with Jimmy Kimmel. I don't think I really cared that much about Jimmy Kimmel um, for a long time until his late night show. And even then, I didn't really care that much. And it wasn't until... Honestly,
0: when he broke up with Sarah Silverman. Doing- <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, when he broke up with Sarah Silverman got married. Had kids- you know what it was? It was when Donald Trump got elected and he started oh, making his yes. more political. Yep. And I started and actually kind of listening. He started doing that. I was like, okay. Yeah, listening. I was like, okay, I see that you're really not a dirt bag. And then there was the whole thing right. where he cried about, um, I forgot the name of that famous lion when I got killed, but that lion who was murdered. And then there was that whole thing with his him fighting for health care for everybody because his son was sick. Um Mm-hmm. And all that So it wasn't until he started becoming More of a human publicly that I was like Oh I like Jimmy Kimmel
0: Exactly. exactly. So I didn't
1: really care for either. I didn't care for either of them Until they decided that they didn't Want to be pieces of shit anymore.
0: <laughs> And girl that is a line That so many of them have to cross Which is just
1: Seriously.
0: So funny So and, oh go ahead I
1: think One day though we're going to have I'm sorry, really quick. But one day you and I are gonna have to talk about Ellen because
0: there's just woo, honey. (laughs) The only time I have cared about Dakota (laughs) Johnson is when she read Ellen fulfilled, (laughs) and that was the best day of my life. I cackled she was like um right. no ellen actually you didn't invite me or you were invited you just didn't come <laughs> she was just like oh i heard tignataro did a set and she's like yeah she's my favorite comedian of all time i was like oh <laughs> i was like you better come and tell girl, me something about you
1: girl Girl, I have been shouting about Ellen for, <laughs> for a long time now. And it took quarantine for
0: people to realize she is secretly evil. And I was like, Where have y'all been? Well, you Where know Where have y'all been? Because in the fight between in the race between Ellen and Rosie O'Donnell, Rosie O'Donnell should have won that. And I said, at the time I said Rosie's. Wears her feelings too much on her sleeves. And I was like, in order to get past this stuff, you got to be psychopathic with this nonsense and you got to yeah. be able to hold that. Hold your feelings inside until you can get to that point of power to do what you want to do, and that's exactly what Ellen did. She was like, "I was mad about stuff, but you know, I'll joke with you and let's dance and let's shuffle and here's a yeah. free VCR and yeah, we're doing it." And Rosie was just like, "I hate you, f you, f your couch, blah blah blah. I will never be satisfied, satisfied." You're just like, "God dang, Rosie!" <laughs> but you're seeing, you're seeing the fruits of that labor. yes we're gonna talk yes we're gonna talk and i I cannot wait but okay so um beckinsale had an eight-year relationship Um, with michael sheen from 1995 until 2003. they met when cast in the uh in the seagull and then um okay oh they had a daughter lily who was born in 1999 and it said she was embarrassed right. that she never proposed but felt as though she was married and then it says um after the filming of underworld uh she met Len weissman and then basically cheated with him and um she was married to him for 15 years so they were married from right. 2003 to 2019 they just got, oh, or their divorce was finalized. In two, two, oh, but they oh. broke up like in 2016. So, but I mean, it took a, a, a hot minute for that to get finalized. So okay. then um, she was in, let's see. Oh, she was in a horror film called The Disappointments Room. I don't know what that is. She did another Underworld, right? No and then more. she did... I she had done another oh and then the widow and um something else but yes, yeah, so she tried to really do the widow
1: oh that like middle yes
0: exactly activity. and so yeah she she was trying to come for action <laughs> we we're just like sis you don't have to do this mama but she was like i do what i want so i was like okay all right <laughs>
1: I, I think the only real female action star competition Charlize has it, legit so, is Brie, Larson. and Brie's not necessarily
0: but action because really, there is a slight difference with seep- superhero; it's not that same kind of right. caliber. So, yeah, I definitely agree. I, and like you exactly. said, Angie was like, "Look, I am tired. I don't have right. these twins. I am raising all these childrens." <laughs> you see she just got into a joint parroting situation with Brad Like after two years yeah. She's like I guess I can look but, at you um, again I was like god dang And evidently Brad Pitt has a Situationship with Alia Shaka I will, I will forever
1: hmm.
0: be of a situation You had an entanglement no, I'm
1: sorry
0: Moving on <laughs> Moving on <laughs>
1: moving we'll on yeah back. i'm not even gonna touch that moving on um joe joe and nikki in the old guard
0: you mean since eight and since nine
1: very cute but like i said they-
0: <laughs> <laughs> when he had that speech i was Just like, like what it, come like, on okay
1: so first off fam, <laughs> bam, okay See, and that's the thing that killed me. It would have been a great speech had it been delivered by a better actor. It was like, and and you can you can tell. And I'm not trying to be a dick, but you can tell that both those actors, English is not their first language. no, No, and so and they clearly know a lot of English. They know enough to do an English language film. However, they don't transfer their emotions more to an English style of uh right a delivery so so that whole speech to me would have been fantastic had i felt any sort of emotion about it i was too hung up on the fact that like this is terrible <laughs> i can tell that you right. are from italy or paris or wherever the hell you're from <laughs> like i was just girl this kiki Lang. oh my god Bless you, child i wish all good things happen to you she was
0: kiki. terrible
1: her delivery is so bad
0: there is something so i had to really really kind of reconcile because i'm like is it that she's a bad actor or is it that she just has a unique enough delivery where you kind of have to get used to it, because really she has a lot of the 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 delivery in Beale Street is the same, but the dramatic punch is so much harder from her, and it yeah. hits so much better. So there was something about there was something about this where I thought she did a very good job in grounding a character, because for for being somebody that nobody mm-hmm. knew you instantly knew that she had a loyalty to her job and to her country, but she also cared about people. And she also had, you know, this love of family and this love of life. And she was young and there was something just very inherent in her acting that really showcased that the issue was when they tried to get her to deliver an emotion that didn't necessarily fit fit. And so she just didn't seem, she, she's not the kind of person that can kind of take something and workshop it. You kind of have to give it to her and say do it like this. And she's like okay I'll do it like that. You know and that works in some instances but not in all of them. Right. And so there, because I think the emotional moments she landed them but there were some times where it just kind of felt like she was just there. She's just kind of standing there, like.
1: See, I felt like her entire performance <laughs> was dishwater, dishwater. Like, it, okay, and I think, it, and I think, because you've mm-hmm. seen Bill Street, Bill Street, and I haven't, but I have seen the trailer, and from what I've seen in the trailer, what I remember in it, and her performance in the Old Guard, it, it is exactly like you said, the same. However that might have been more required of her in Beale street to be a little more subdued and uh, pliable. I don't, I don't know if the reason I feel like she was so bad in the old guard is because she has the unfortunate task of being the um, Ariadne uh, from right. reception. Her character is yes. just there to ask questions and for things to be explained and for her to mm-hmm. give expository dialogue. Um her, the mo, the moments where she's supposed to be super emotional, like the ending where she goes to save them all and she cares about, uh, Andy, mm-hmm. uh, Charlize Theron's character and all that. None of it landed for me. Like her whole performance was just like this girl is terrible. <laughs> it, and it reminded me of one of the worst performances I saw this year. Do not judge me. I watched Artemis Fowl <gasps> because I wanted to see how bad it was because everybody was trashing it. Like, I everybody was trashing self. it so hard. I was like, <laughs> I have to watch it. Child, it is worse than everybody said it was. <laughs> and one of the things that like, A lot of critics have been saying about Artemis Fowl is that they don't want to shit on this lead kid because he's a kid, but he is garbage. And he's giving the exact same kind of bland, emotionless performance that I feel like Kiki Lane was giving Um. in The Old Guard. And I feel like that is a product of a director not giving you yes, enough Yes, exactly. Because
0: I do think that she is still kind of a newcomer. And I chalked it up to her being a little She's more. Rigid. still a very brand new
1: actor. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I chalked it up to her being a little more rigid because I felt she probably thought that was part of her character, being military, mm-hmm. being second generation military in her because i was expecting her dad to actually be an immortal and they covered up his death as well because they're covering up her death and he can she can never see her family again so i was expecting Mm
1: -hmm. that to
0: kind of come out and they i felt like they gave her a lot but in terms of story, but not a lot to react to. Not a lot of instruction of how this was going to play into our world. Yes. Because honestly, in yes. the um, when I saw the trailer, I thought she was going to end up being Charlize's daughter. You know, I thought that they were going to try some crazy thing like that. And, you know, she <laughs> yeah. was going to be the descendant or something like that. And, you know, oh, it's it's a little twist. But um, okay. so then she was playing it kind of mm-hmm. subdued because... Charlize's character was so checked out as a character trait you know and so um I chalked it up more to that and again I mm-hmm. kind of had to say is she a backed actor or is she responding to who she thinks this character is and I think it was a mix of both because she she has that same right. kind of performance in Bill Street but in Bill Street a, you're dealing with kind of the 70s and that very kind of 70s way of acting where, you know, everything is a monologue, <laughs> but on the screen instead of on stage. And then the emotion is so much more heightened. Plus, you have, like, Regina King just, oh, killing it. And um, the guy who played the dad and funny and just mm-hmm. everybody really, really just brought it, you know, during that movie. So.
1: That, that also might be yeah that also might be an aspect of why her acting comes as off as bad she oh, might yeah. be very intimidated by mm-hmm. the actor she has to act against um I also think it is probably a a, a lack of direction certain actors need a certain type of director like, I, I, I can't think of anyone off the top of my head right now but I know I've totally seen performances from actors where I'm like, God, this actor is so terrible and they're they're shitty and blah blah and then I see them in another movie and like they're yeah. fantastic and I'm like, oh, that director got out of you with what all these other directors couldn't get out of you for whatever reason, whether they threw a chair (laughs) at your ass and screamed (laughs) at you every day, or they pulled you aside and talked to you like they were your dad or your mom or whatever. And really
0: nurtured you, right.
1: That's what I think is the hardest part about being a director. Yeah, like, I I don't, one of the reasons, uh, many reasons I don't think I could ever be a director is that, Actors are all different and they all need to be Catered to in some kind of different way Whether they're a full on diva or They're just you know a total uh, Stoic asshole or what Have you but like they all need you to pull Something out of them and they have To respect you enough to want to give their Best performances exactly. and blah, blah 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 And I feel like and I don't Think I'm not saying Gina Prince Blyth Was a terrible director I just Think that she's probably wasn't the she's she's not the director that can pull uh whatever Kiki needs out of her
0: well i think that you're kind of dealing with a few things and i feel like her performance was kind of put on a back burner i feel like in she was like this is my chance to kind of get into another genre Mm -hmm. people Mm -hmm. will forgive her will forgive kiki because ultimately she is written as a likable character and the girl is you know kiki she's very cute Mm -hmm. and she um i think that she brings an enthusiasm to the role Mm -hmm. where you're like okay you're trying your best and i can see that so i think that instead of spending time kind of fostering mm-hmm. a better performance you know they were like okay well how can we add an action how can we kind of flesh this out and i think her performance probably just got put on the black back burner i was gonna say the black burner which boop, boop. <laughs> I,
1: you, know what? <laughs> you know what i think you hit the the nail on the head i think with Gina Prince-Blythewish switching genres and having the probably mm-hmm. the biggest budget she's ever had to work with. And, you know, with Charlene, um, who is an A-list actor, I think she had a whole bunch of shit she was worried about. And everybody's acting performances, like, took a yeah. back burner. I think she just kind of, like dealt with all she dealt with turned the camera on and said okay you guys act instead of really just like you know going okay cut let's try to take like this and i need this from you and you need to um um you know how do you think the character's interpreting this situation well Well, you know give me more of that like so i don't think she did much of quote-unquote directing so much as she did quote-unquote
0: that designing well, exactly because I will say, because you know, we talked about the budget, but they gave us locations, they gave us you know, different places, and it, it didn't look mm-hmm. necessarily cheap in that way. But I will say, so this is kind of my mm-hmm. my hopes for the second movie because I want to see everything about what's going on with Queen, but so she, I, th- I feel like she has an opportunity and when they picked her to do this movie i think it had to have gone through her head hey i normally only direct (laughs) romantic comedies and dramas why are you choosing me for this acting thing
1: but instead (laughs) of being like they
0: chose me so that i could bring a dramatic sensibility to an action film i think she said oh well now i have to shoot an action film and what i would like to see is for right. her to go right. back and, like you said, really foster those performances. Because a great delivery, a great performance can forgive any ills when it comes to the action. If you have the action be in the dialogue and have that Absolutely. be arresting, it will take care of them being on a horse <laughs> with the guy swing and that whatever that costume was i really think that they shot that all in one day at the end of the shoot uh, and it was the last day
1: <laughs> hold on girl i just looked up where they filmed and they've only had two locations morocco mm-hmm. um which is you know fine yeah. that's where the beginning of the film takes that look place. like it and the other location just says United, United Kingdom. They shot in Sherry, Kent, and um, uh, London. So they pretty much just only had two locations. They shot around England, and they shot in. Well, the I mean, in, in terms Morocco.
0: of even just like the lab, the office buildings, the hideaway house. The- um, camp that they went right. to the first time. Because when you think about right. those, those are all setups. And that's all money <laughs> when you think about extras. And that's, and that, again, that's why those war scenes right. look so sparse. Because I really think they got to the end and they were like, oh, oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I feel <laughs> like, <laughs> so I feel like I wish if I, I want her to. Have the same budget. Because I feel like at some point. And key has got to go. Especially if she's mortal now. She's really going to be going. That's another thing they didn't quite. under right. That they didn't quite say. Is like can she become immortal again? I don't know. But um, if you're going to try to rest this. On Kiki's shoulders. Then you really have to make it. A character driven story. Instead of just an action driven story. Because the action isn't going to carry. Mm-hmm. If the rest of the story just kind of goes kaput.
1: If this film was more character driven, I think it would have been worlds better. Like all the action and the low budget, um, you know, fighting (laughs) battle scenes, like you said, could have totally been forgiven had it been character driven and you gotten those really great performances out of those actors. Like, I, I don't understand why they all have the exact same acting. Like they right. all decided to just be what, stoic what and, <laughs> like, and, and dry. I'm like because and hell. I'm like,
0: why? Because we're dark and we're tired <laughs> yeah, and we've been living through life. But I'm like, but y'all two love each other. You should be like lust for life oh my God. eating grapes and yay. And exactly. just everybody's just like, we we'll all die. <laughs>
1: Exactly. I would love to have seen um Mickey yes. and Joe living in the south of France, feeding each other grapes yes. and shit, and then being the comedic and you know lovey person. Like um Booker's character brought up the most um profound part of the whole movie, which is that he's sick of living, um and he's done, and he's you know he he uh turned. He backstabbed them in order to find a way To possibly die early and end All this and it really Resonated when right. he was like you two have each Other that's why living for millennia is no big deal For you because you've been in love for 15 Thousand <laughs> years or whatever like You know it's not that easy for Me and Andy and it's probably not Going to be that easy for uh, ooh, what is baby girl Kiki, Kiki Lays character's mm. name. Um, I don't
0: know so okay, actually, yeah, I do so want to find out. That
1: to me was like
0: Nile, that's what it was. Because I was like, what
1: is her name? <laughs>
0: her name is Nile. Nile. That's
1: right. Because I remember thinking, I remember because I watched TV with the captions on. I remember girl? thinking, Nile? Like, like Niall, like Nile, <laughs> that's her name. <laughs> Nile Freeman. Her name is Nile Freeman, girl, and you girl. know somebody yeah. white came Oh, well, name her after, like, the largest river in Africa. And her last name would be Free Man.
0: <laughs> like, they thought you they were so solid Nailed it. Do a line of coke. Um, and so, the other thing about uh Nikki is that they were both in the Crusades, but they were on opposite sides. And so, he and Joe actually started off as enemies, but became That's lovers amazing. after discovering That's they're immortal. Amazing. And I'm like, show me that! want <laughs> see that story.
1: Yes! yes. That, give me that story! Oh, that Lord. story is amazing! Show me, show me. you know mm-hmm. what they should have done? That should have been the story. And they should have showed them fighting in every single battle, like um, Wolverine's Origins, where he, he and his brother right. were fighting in every major yes. battle that the U.S. ever had. And then we end up in the and then we end up in the present and we get to see this and we tell the story from their point of view. But like it. like I said, like they were all given the exact same performance. And I was like, this is stupid. Like one of you should have been the funny one. Like if Charlene is gonna play the angry stoic yes. one, then cool. Everybody else should have had their own mm-hmm. little thing.
0: Which would have been me- the thing with Booker that kind of upset me as they're going along is he kept saying we don't want to live in a box, you know, if they catch us, then we're going to be jailed, and that's where spending eternity as a rat, a test rat. And then you're like, so why'd you turn us in, Joe? And he was like, well, maybe they'll find a way to kill me. And I'm just like, you just had these whole things about we can't get caught because they're just going to, I was like, what makes you think they're actually going to kill you? They're going to harvest you for years and years until you, until they die. You know? <laughs> and then the next guard comes in. So it's just, that was... That was the dumbest It was so terrible, I've ever seen. And when it's I so easy like, to think of a different solution. Like, you know, I'm stupid. like, there are other ways reasons that he could have quote unquote backstabbed them. And so I'm just like it was it was just very but so what right. I will say that I did like about the film is that I think that the bones are there. And again, it was watchable that regard even the times where I was like, This is ridiculous. Yes. I had yes. a good time it watching it. Was-
1: there are bones. Yeah. There. So
0: I'm I'm excited <laughs> to see both. No, there are bones,
1: there are yes. structures, there's a framework. And
0: there. I'm excited yes. to see more Queen story. I um they're supposed to focus more on uh, I do love that Joe and Nikki are in a queer relationship, that they are the main cast and it's not something that will just exist in the background that their stories are actually kind of germane to the overall thing and quinn and uh and andromache and andy are supposed to have been in a relationship as well and so that wasn't really as explored in the first one Mm -hmm. but it's supposed to be more explored as we go forward so i like the um i like the potential right now and i hope that they kind of make the necessary changes
1: okay I I would only, I would probably be on the same page with you about that if it wasn't for the Quinn reveal at the end pissing me off. It was just so predictable and it just like you didn't give me enough oh, really? about her character so, to give a shit
0: Okay, I was exactly opposite. I, I didn't see it like, to the point where as the credits kind of started, I was like, did they just forget about Quinn? And then it turned up and then she showed up and you, her eyes were a little bit yellow and i didn't know if that was on purpose or if that was just her so i was like oh i don't know if i should comment on this or not but um i loved the, the development with her and i like that you we didn't feel much about her but just the fact of knowing what she had to have gone through made me want to learn everything like i need mm-hmm. to know how you got here sis <laughs> so we'll see
1: But see, I was, I was fine with her being just a plot device for Andy's stoic guilt and anger. Like, you know, her death was fascinating enough and ending it there was fascinating enough for me to be like, okay, that's why Andy's a bitch. (laughs) Um, Because she couldn't save her girlfriend a thousand Mm -hmm. years ago or something. But, um... I think the reason I felt like Quinn showing up at the end was so predictable was because um before having watched it um from what I understood from th- the tidbits that I had seen on on Twitter um was that it 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 sets up for a sequel. Like I already knew it was going to set up for a sequel and then once we kind of had this False ending, cut to black, and then we go see Booker's drunk off his ass, and then he goes home. That's when I and then Quinn standing there. I was like, okay, there we go, got it. Um, And that you know it's based off of um, intellectual property that's already exists, and so and uh, they're building a series off of it. So that's when I. So I think that's why my main reason why when she showed up at the end, I was just kind of like, okay, so I guess we're doing this, but. (laughs) Uh, they had just established her so much in a, a plot device for um, Andy's character that, and her death was incredibly fascinating, but I didn't need to know more of that. Um, but I think I didn't want to know more of that because by then <laughs> I've been like, this movie's terrible. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I... The reason I watched Mm -hmm. it is because, like, you know, you were very adamant about it. And a lot of people on Twitter, I respect, were very adamant about it. And um, everybody was shouting a a lot about about the queer representation and how important it was and how it wasn't, like you said, um, just pushed into the background. It was to the forefront. And so I was like, all right, I'll totally check it out. It was a
0: two-minute speech Uh, in the uh, worst uh, possible uh, delivery. So I was not it's a stepping stone i don't think it, it's it's not sensei action you know but i think it's a very good stepping
1: stone and girl
0: so messy, messy wonderfully and <laughs> terribly messy i you know m- my biggest things that i cannot take are secondhand embarrassment and then utter sincerity about like so- Issues of romance, mm. like when you really get on a high horse and start speaking from your heart, I can't take it. I'm like, I just no, no. Okay, you can, you can have what you want. I don't care. Just don't make me sit through this. <laughs> and that is literally all six uh, sense eight was was people talking directly from their hearts. And I'm like, I can't deal with this. Oh, <laughs> I'm just God. like, no, thank you, no, Girl. thank you. All. It was. <laughs> Since
1: 8 would have been great if it wasn't this total soapbox, like, so funny. sentimentality. You know what? Since 8 is what Republicans think liberals are. Yeah, like, <laughs>
0: yes, exactly. That's what it is. I'm like, they, dude, it is not they, this they, deep. And then I'm like, but is it? Maybe it is this deep and I'm just not in the... Right, like...
1: <laughs> And that was another thing the show made me feel bad for not liking it and i was just like am i supposed to like this is this good and then i finally just came to the conclusion i was like no this is not good and i knew it wasn't good when they killed the indian
0: girl forgot her name.
1: and i was like trash trash yep. y'all did not just do that
0: T- trash
1: rash. so I and she like, was one of know. my
0: faves i was so mad
1: she, her <laughs> and, uh, the Russian dude, they were my favorite, and I hated the compromise though. And I hated the compromise because I could totally tell exactly what they were doing. They were like, "We can't have this brown girl leave her brown husband, who's really nice, for this white dude, who's like a mafia guy." And it's like, why the fuck exactly. not? She clearly has a connection with this guy. We don't have to make this a race issue. We don't have to make it a religious. Well, I'm like, issue then, then you get it,
0: you have to kind of then. Swap it the other way But they didn't have the characters to do that And so it just ended up being Because remember when they recast The black guy I guess, they, remember there was like a black guy In there and he didn't want to do No gay stuff so they recast him Yes <laughs> that <part> of him. <laughs> You're just <laughs> like the, What did you think this you was, was? Me up because, No
1: that was Exactly It was it. funny <laughs> <just loved> <laughs> He didn't want to do none of the love scenes with another Jew in um, what's her name? Jamie something or the, the trans woman on the show. He was like, "I'm not about yes. no gay stuff." And they were like, "Cool!" And they were like, "Kick rocks, homie!" <laughs> like and recast we yeah, them.
0: And we're like, "Bye!" So glad. Oh, that's it was a mean. It was a mean mill because he was on um, he was a Maze Runner with Dylan. So I remember at the time we were like, oh, "What you so doing?" To that's me. Right. <laughs> And then he got and replaced right. and Duke was like yum yum because, you know, they have Van Dam. <laughs> and then the dude got replaced and it was just like, oh, well
1: And he yeah. ain't worked
0: since so that I should let you
1: know.
0: He actually has been working, oh, which is it's he's just been, been so low key. He was in a movie with Idris. Um some Idris directed, but you know, it's it, it's Idris don't in, in it his real Idris. British accent. So them, but who but knows who saw it? He's a hot mess. I adore him, but he's a hot mess. <laughs> Good time. I know. So yeah. What so this one was a no for Jess. It's a yes for me. <laughs> I enjoyed it, but it's a no for Jess. And I completely oh, understand. I knew said. Ah, I said she's either gonna r- like it or she's just going to hate it. <laughs> I knew it was gonna it's be man, one or the other. Avengers. Girl, it's VAM. That's
1: basically what it is. Avengers. Avengers. It's True blood. blood. It's
0: True Blood at Avengers.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it is
0: that level of production. Girl,
1: don't get me started on True Blood. I had such oh, high girl. hopes for that show. And did, like season oh, three ended, I was like, no I'm show. done.
0: Like, literally to the point where I did not believe that Tara was dead. I was like, of course they didn't. What are you talking about? She's She's there, and I'm like, wait. This wasn't a dream? I'm like, what are they doing? <laughs> it's just like, I'm done. I can't deal with this. I can't do it. Wow, I refuse. That,
1: show, that but, show went from campy to messy. And that's the problem with campy shows. They, exactly. they don't know how to they, stay on one side right of the line.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. They try to get serious and they try to have a message. And I'm like, no one asked you for this. Same with Teen Wolf. No Teen- one asked you for this. <laughs>
1: See, okay. With Teen Wolf is... They started out as like, you know, this kind of teen, slightly campy Buffy-esque show. But then they tried to get dramatic and serious, and mm-hmm. that's what their problem was. I feel like True Blood started out campy and then went too campy, to where it just became mess. Yeah. It was just like none of these stories <laughs> make sense. Exactly. Of a and then like it wasn't until a friend of mine who had read the books that the show was based off of, well, she was like, Girl, the books are the same. <laughs> I was like
0: okay. they this is called hashtag source material. They were not playing.
1: Stacy, these people out here making millions off of fanfic. What are we doing wrong? I'm try
0: away. I've gotta find a way, man. If I could just sit down and do it and <laughs> just write the bumper.
1: I'm going to just stop playing and turn one of my fanfics into just a regular
0: thing. But you know like, what it is? Is that when I try to go do that, I realize the one of the great things about fanfic is so much of your canon is built in. And so when right. people come to your story, they know... Okay, Styles. Okay, Derek. Okay, Jackson. They're in high school. It's ABA. You know, that kind of thing. Whereas with a book, it's like, I got to tell you who Styles is. I got to tell you who this student is. I got to tell you what city city they're in. Just all this stuff. And so then I'm just like, ooh, I got to make note cards and an outline. (laughs) It's just like, I just want to do this on a Google Doc.
1: Right, girl, I tried to do it once and then when I realized, oh, I have to reestablish these characters. And then I was like, oh, I basically have to write a book from
0: scratch. I was trying not to do that. Right. (laughs) Like that's why I did fanfic in the first place. I just wanted to get the idea. (laughs) Fanfic already
1: already establishes all that stuff for me. I just throw the sex in. Uh, What are y'all doing?
0: exactly exactly i love it oh my god jessie we well, thank you up.
1: so yes
0: so much for coming on and because at first i was like are we gonna have anything to talk about you know then i'm like oh yes yes we did because <laughs> you know this is gonna be like a two yeah. podcast we're gonna break this parts. Into- <laughs> so i'm super Let's super excited about it yay yes anything that you're working on that you want to plug
1: oh thank you so much for asking i'll make this very quick i as of last night because we were supposed to do this last night and you were like girl i gotta go to bed or retire i don't know um <laughs> but um i was like all right well let me finish my stuff
0: i completed three new works including a pilot and two screen plays <laughs> that can be seen on just KissAlready.com. Kiss J U S T K I S S A L R E A D Y.com. And if I sound like Stacy instead of Jess, it's because Stacy lost this part of the recording. That silly girl. What are we going to do with her? Anyhow, go and check out Jess. And by Jess, I mean me. On JessKissAlready, I can be found on Instagram and Twitter. All right. Bye. Such a just thing to say.